0: This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning, Fair and 43 at the KVOM studios. Today is Tuesday, the 28th of February, 2023. Rich Mullers with your KVOM Morning News Watch. And we'll see sunny skies today, spring like weather out there, a high of 78. It'll be a little windy out. Partly cloudy tonight, our low down to 54. Wednesday brings a 50% chance of showers between noon and 3, turning over to rain and thunderstorms late afternoon, with some of those including some heavy rainfall. We'll have clouds increasing, a high of 72, 40% chance of rain and thunderstorm Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, our low 59, 90% chance of rain during the day Thursday, increasing to 100% Thursday night. Could see some thunderstorms throughout the day as well with some heavy rainfall. Thursday's high 67, Thursday night's low 45, and it'll be breezy. Friday, a slight chance of rain before noon. Partly sunny, a lot cooler. A high of only 49, and it'll be windy Friday as well. Then Saturday, sunny skies. Winds calm down a little with a high around 60. Outside now, fair and 43 at the KVOM studios. Let's take time to congratulate our employee of the day today. It's Donna Holzman. She is retiring from Green Bay Packaging Fiber Resource Division. Obituaries this morning. Kathy Arlene Zimmerman Anderson, age 58 of Apollo, died on Saturday, February 25th. She was a member of St. Elizabeth Catholic Church and the Altar Society. She was a banker and past recorder and treasurer for the city of Apollo. She is survived by her husband, Lex Anderson of Apollo, daughter Margie Tapp of Oklahoma, two sisters, and one granddaughter. Funeral mass for Kathy Arlene Zimmerman Anderson will be Wednesday, March 1st, 10 a.m. at St. Elizabeth Catholic Church with Father Joe Friend and Father Jack Harris officiating. Burial will be at St. Elizabeth Catholic Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Rosary will be tonight at 6 with visitation following at the funeral home. Memorials may be made to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital at 262 Danny Thomas Place in Memphis, Tennessee, Zip 38105. Adrian Walter Brannon, age 32, of Greer's Ferry, died on Wednesday, February 22nd. Visitation will be this Saturday, March 4th, at noon, with services following at 2 at Red Cup Celebration Center. The other side will provide a meal at the funeral home following services. Arrangements by Rosewood Funerals and Cremations. Tanya Leanne Bull, age 55, of Perryville, died on Wednesday, February 22nd. She worked at s Distribution in Maumel for 20 years before taking a position at the Max Milam Library in Perryville in 2013, where she worked until her death. She is survived by her mother, Frieda Hankins of Houston, her brother Curtis Halliburton of Hattieville, her husband Tim Bull of Perryville, Sons Cody Clark, Spencer Clark, and Dylan Barrett of Houston. Stepson Timmy Bull of Oklahoma. And seven grandchildren. A Celebration of Life ceremony will be held at Journey Church in Perryville at 11 a.m. Friday, March 3rd. Arrangements by Niels Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Morrelton. Patricia Alley Roe McGee, age 68, of Perryville. Died on Thursday, February 23rd. A Celebration of Life will be at a later date. Arrangements by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. 7.35, it's fair and 43 at the KVOM Studios, on our way to a high of 78 with sunshine today and some gusty winds out of the North Northeast. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment.
1: and always in touch.
0: Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's 736, Fair and 43 at the KVOM studios. The Conway County Quorum Court has given approval for the county judge to apply for a grant on behalf of the county for an improvement project to a portion of Lone Grove Road in the Wonderview community. During the court's regular monthly meeting Monday, Justices of the Peace passed a resolution authorizing County Judge Jimmy Hart to proceed with an application for a $75,000 matching grant from the Arkansas Natural Resources Commission under the Arkansas Unpaved Road Grant Programs. The judge says the grant funds will be used to insert bottomless culverts across Prairie Creek to prevent the road over the creek from flooding.
2: Hope we're going to make it where when it rains two or three inches up Prairie Creek that you don't want to take, turn around, don't drown. The right of way is uh, a lot to be desired, but uh, you know that's uh, we're going to try to make some improvements there. We've got it, done a I'm, I'm going to brag a little done an outstanding job on the St. Vincent side or the Waterview side that road they widened it out. We've done a lot of work on that and really improved it. So hopefully the weak link is that that crossing and we're going to make that if we're successful we're going to apply for this and we're going to try to make it a whole lot better.
0: JPS also gave approval for the county to borrow fifty four thousand dollars. Or the purchase of a new fire truck for the St. Vincent Fire District and $116,000 for the purchase of two new trucks for the Jerusalem Fire Department. Resolutions were also passed approving the line of succession for an interim filling of vacancies for the county judge and county sheriff in the event that either is unable to perform the duties of the office due to an emergency. The line of succession for the county judge is the administrative assistant, the director of the Office of Emergency Management, and the superintendent of the Road and Bridge Department. The line of succession for the county sheriff is the chief deputy, the jail administrator, and the chief criminal investigator. The state of Arkansas announced Monday that Owens Corning, a global building and construction materials leader based in Toledo, Ohio, is expanding its presence in Arkansas with a new 150,000-square-foot facility in Russellville creating 50 new jobs over two years. This marks the third expansion in two years in Arkansas for Owens Corning, the first two of which were located in Fort Smith. Owens Corning has maintained a presence in Arkansas since 1985 with its Fort Smith facility. The company plans to start production in Russellville in 2025, where it will produce Fomular NGX extruded polystyrene insulation for applications spanning commercial and residential buildings. The Waterview School District has broken ground on a new transportation building. In a social media post Monday, the district said the project was made possible through a voter-approved bond restructuring in 2020. The district anticipates moving into the new transportation building during the summer break. Severe Weather Awareness Week continues today with a focus on lightning and the dangers it can cause. Lightning is a hazard in all thunderstorms, whether they're severe or not. In the last 30 years, lightning was the third deadliest thunderstorm hazard behind flash floods and tornadoes. There are an average of 40 to 50 fatalities each year due to lightning across the country. Officials say most lightning deaths and injuries occur in the summer when people are outdoors. Dennis Kavanaugh with the National Weather Service in Little Rock reminds us that all thunderstorms produce lightning and it only takes one strike to hurt or kill a person. He says the best advice for staying safe is to get to a closed shelter when a storm is approaching.
1: It's pretty much that simple. Get to a shelter where you're covered all around you. Even if your shelter gets struck, that that lightning will, you know, affect the things around you and not you directly. So if you're out in a storm, just even sit in your car until the storm passes. And and the big thing is especially if you're out, uh, you know, at a kid's sporting event, take your kid off the field while the storm moves by. Uh, even if it delays the game for 30 minutes, it's Uh, certainly not worth the risk uh, just to keep playing during a thunderstorm.
0: Lightning can strike as much as 10 miles away from a thunderstorm cloud, so it should come as no surprise that most lightning deaths occur as a thunderstorm is approaching or moving away and not necessarily overhead. The Weather Service adds that if a person is struck by lightning, that person's body will not retain any electrical charge. Thus, the injured person can and should be cared for immediately. Main Street Moralton announces the addition of five new board members in 2023. Kimberly Berkemeyer, Carl Doze, Danielle Kruitz, Madison Mouse, and Dustin Taylor will all begin serving three-year terms on the organization's board of directors. Returning board members include Board President Jane Kruitz, Vice President Danny Wright, Treasurer Michelle Squires, Secretary Morgan Zimmerman, and Directors Shannon Autry, Susan Boozer, Marty Kruitz, Stephanie Lipsmeyer, and Courtney Martin. Outgoing board members with terms ending in 2022 are Billy Autry, Sharon Clarkson, Sherry Cody, Kara Jones, and Wesley Martin. Main Street Morleton is dedicated to promoting downtown Moralton as the hub of community life, to instilling a spirit of community through various events, and to promoting historical awareness, preservation, and economic vitality. As a 501c3 organization, Main Street Moralton is primarily funded through private donations and grants. Anyone interested in volunteering or making a financial contribution to support the mission of Main Street Moralton can visit MainStreetMoralton.org for more information or email MainStreetMoralton at gmail.com. The Moralton High School Golden Reunion Committee met last week at the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce, where several items of business were discussed, with 16 MHS alumni in attendance, Rick Calhoun of the 60s era band Remnants of Rock has announced to the group that they'll be performing once again at the Rialto Theater on the night of the Golden Luncheon, June 10th at 8 p.m. If you're an MHS graduate and you'd like to help on this committee, the next meeting is Wednesday, March 15th at 1.30 p.m. at the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce. Any teacher who taught 50-plus years ago and would like to attend should contact Stan Willis at 501-208-3751 or Tommy Hewitt at 501-730-8236. Now 743, let's check markets. Here's Kirsten Craddy of Edward Jones in downtown Marlton.
3: On Wall Street, bond yields were slightly lower but still remain elevated, with the 10-year Treasury trading around 3.92% internationally. European banks made strong gains while overall markets are broadly higher. Asian equity markets were off to a bumpy start, falling on the first day of the new trading week. Consumer confidence and the PMI index come out later this week. Two of the more important economic data points investors will be keeping an eye on. The Dow closed at 32,889 and was up 72 points. NASDAQ closed at 11,466 and was up 72 points volume was moderate as 878 million shares trades, hands on the big board. AT&T was down 21 cents at $19.03. Bank of America was up um, at 0 cents at $34.21. and Company was up $4.21 at $421.63. Entergy Corporation was down $1.23 at $106.08. Under Armour was down 2 cents at $8.54. Simmons Bank was down 2 cents at $22.38. Regents Financial was up 10 cents at $23.27. Southwest Eastern Energy was down 9 cents at $5.47. And Tyson's food was down 82 cents at $60.41. Walmart was down $1.03 at $141.44. Live Ramp was down 10 cents at $23.48. Interpublic was down 26 cents at $35.95. Next Turner Energy was down 60 cents at $71.86. Natural gas was up at 17 cents at $2.72. Precious metals were mixed today with gold being up $7 at $1,824 and 10 cents, and silver being down 23 cents at $20 and 58 cents. I am Kirsten Crowdy with Edward Jones, Doug Cahill's office in downtown Marlton.
0: Taking a look at our community calendar, the Perry County Extension Service is holding a cattle production workshop At the Perryville High School Cafeteria, March the 9th, a free meal catered by Holly's Country Cooking will be provided to attendees who register through the Extension Office by today. You can call 501-889-2661. The Conway County Care Center Thrift Store will be closed today and Friday for switchover. With new spring and summer merchandise available Tuesday, March 7th, the food pantry will remain open during this time. The Moralton Depot Museum volunteers will meet today at 2 at the Depot in downtown Morelton. A special Arkansas State Parks Centennial Celebration will be held Wednesday morning at 11 at Mather Lodge at Petty Jean State Park. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders and other dignitaries will be on hand for that event. The deadline for candidates for the annual school election to file petitions with the county clerk's office is this Wednesday at noon. Moralton High School will hold East Night Out, Thursday, 3.30 to 6.30 in the East Classroom at the high school. Parents, friends, students, and community members are welcome to attend and see what MHS East students have been working on this semester. And there's still time to get your tickets for the Century League of Moralton's 40th Annual Charity Ball. It's to be held this Saturday night at 6 at Point Remove Brewery in Moralton with the theme A Night in Monte Carlo. Tickets are available from any Century League member, at the UACCM Admissions Office, Farm Bureau Insurance, or Healthcare Pharmacy. You can also get tickets for their super raffle there. If you're just joining us and you missed our morning news, keep in mind it's easy to time shift your listening by subscribing to the free KVOM NewsWatch podcast. It's available from Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, on our website or app. And you can subscribe for free. The KVOM Newswatch podcast is published each weekday and brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Now 747, and 43 at the KVOM studios. Coming up on our close-up segment, we'll visit with Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart. Eric Tyler's up next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning Newswatch continues hometown banking, Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch.
1: Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Hey, viewers, News Watch with Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. High school basketball state tournaments get underway today across the state. In the class 1A state tournament at Ozark High School, the Wonderview girls are the number one seed from region three and play marked tree, the four seed out of Region 2 at 4 o'clock this afternoon. We'll have the broadcast of that game live here on KVOM FM 101.7 online at kvom.com and on the KVOM app. Also in action today, from the Class 2A tournament in Rector, the Bigelow girls play Hector at 1 p.m. The Bigelow boys play Hector at 5.30 Marlton's girls and boys teams will play their first game in the Class 4A tournament in Blytheville on Wednesday. The girls will play Hamburg at 4 p.m. The boys will play Camden Fairview at 5.30. And we'll have the broadcast of those games for you live here on KVOM. The Sacred Heart girls, one of your boys, and Nemo Vista girls will all play their first game at the 1A tournament in Ozark on Thursday. Lady Knights will play Norfolk at 1 o'clock that afternoon. The Daredevils will play Shirley at 2.30, and the Lady Redhawks will play Rural Special at 4 p.m. All three of those games will also be broadcast live on KVOM. The Marlton High School baseball team opened its season with a 10-0 win over Valonia at Devil Dog Yard on Monday. Marlton held Eagle Batters to just two hits in the five-inning run roll victory. Devil Dogs will play again today at Clarksville at 4.30. The Nemo Vista baseball team opens its season today. The Red Hawks play host to Dover at 4.30 p.m. Marlton High School girls' and boys' soccer teams play their first game of the season tonight. They'll face Little Rock Southwest at Devil Dog Stadium. girls' game will start at 5 p.m. and will be followed by the boys' game at 7. Marlton's McKenna Keaton had two hits in an RBI for the National Park College softball team, but the Nighthawks lost the sec- second game of their doubleheader to Northeast Texas Eleven and ten on Sunday. In Arkansas, Razorback men's basketball team goes on the road to phase number twelve Tennessee tonight. Tip-off scheduled for 8 p.m. And look at weather now on this Tuesday. We've got humidity at 100 percent with calm winds. Barometric pressure 29.83 inches. Low temperature this morning 41 degrees. High yesterday 78. A year ago today, the low was 24. The high was 64. No rain the last 24 hours at KVOM. Total for the year, 11.27 inches. Sunset this evening, 6.05. Sun tomorrow morning at 6.41. And a forecast calls for a really nice day today with sunshine and high near 78 degrees. Could have some breezy conditions at times, though. Winds uh, gusting as high as 20 miles per hour. Partly cloudy tonight with a low around 54. Low 70s again. On Wednesday, we'll have partly sunny skies to start the day. The new chance of heavy rain, 50% chance by the afternoon. Showers and thunderstorms possible into Wednesday night with an overnight low. The upper 50s, then heavy rain expected Thursday and into Thursday night. So keep an eye on that here over the next couple days. Right now, we've got fair skies, 45 degrees in Marlton, 752 on KVOM. NewsWatch continues in just a moment.
0: Right in town and always in touch. NMLS number 1590686. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender.
1: This is Newswatch on KVOM. breaking 756 now on our close-up interview this morning. We're joined in studio by Conway County judge, Jimmy Hart. Good morning to you. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing this morning? Doing well, doing well. It's good to... See so again had a little bit of a lengthy quorum court meeting last yep. night, but it's good. A lot, of, a lot of things to talk about. A lot of discussions. And, a lot of good discussion. Yep, and had uh, well, a few ordinances, I guess. Purchased some, purchase some fire trucks. Yep,
2: we took and uh, last night. Quorum court approved the uh, St. Vincent Fire Department. They purchased a uh, 3500 series Dodge for the Conway County Fire District. Uh, uh, they borrowed fifty-four thousand dollars. $54,228, and uh, uh, borrowed that in Pigeon State Bank to upgrade the fire, fire, fire department and their trucks It's within it. And then there was another ordinance to uh, purchase actually two two vehicles, a 3,500 ram a 20, and a 4,500 ram for the District 2, that's Jerusalem Fire Department, and authorizing them to borrow $116,000 and the execution of a promissory note to Pigeon State Bank. and. Uh, you know, really proud of our fire department. them guys work really hard, and they've, uh, as I tell folks, uh, over through the years, we've got uh, got a, a real well-funded fire department, and they do a great, exceptional job. And uh, something really, really proud of. Uh, you don't run into a lot of counties that have the fire capacities that Conway County does, and we're proud that we're there. Yep,
1: and it's good to have all the latest and best equipment Yes, for them to, uh, to do their job
2: you know I think about and I go way back and I think about the days when they had pie suppers and there was no funding and you know when we've got uh, now we've uh, we've uh, they've received part of a 15% of a one cent sales tax and a quarter cent sales tax and 833 money and that's uh, obviously what it takes to, to have a good department and good personnel and good trained people and uh, do a good job and that's what it's all about yep
1: absolutely and then, of course, on the uh, the budget amendment, uh, that was a lot of that was the allocating that funds.
2: Yeah, it was appropriating those funds, and basically, I think we had a, uh, I think we had a truck that was uh, had a insurance. Uh, we totaled a truck out of dump truck, and uh, uh, appropriated that money to take and replace that truck, and uh, just some other I don't know, just various very, very small. I call it the housekeeping oh, orders. Oh, yeah. Various some, some things are too small to mention. Okay. Oh, yep. Yeah.
1: Yep, and uh, of course did have uh, get authorization to apply for a grant to, yep. to improve the yep. road were, uh, there. We've
2: actually we've been working on that for a while. It requires some certification to be get done on that, but uh, we're going to be working on trying to get something, uh, some type of. It's not really a bridge. I think they called it a half arch to elevate a road. It's on. A, it's kind of a, most of the time that creek is a dry. It's on Prairie Creek uh, on Long Grove Road. It's a it's a dry bed but it's a rough dry bed and then when it's not really a dry bed it's a it's a, it's some of a raging river so okay. we're going to see if we can apply for some funds to try to make some improvements on that
1: right. what what end of of long grove road is that located on
2: what? it's actually i would say more on the east end of long grove road than it is the the, the other the saint vincent side it's more mm-hmm. the of uh, the 287 side but okay. uh yeah. you know we're we're anxious to take and like I said try to try to get that fixed because I know that's kind of a, you know when it's it's kind of like a, another area too we deal with when it's uh, when it's flooded and it's wet it's uh, certainly it'd be nice to be able to go over it without having to turn around.
1: Yeah. Were there any issues with any other roads from the big? Not, well. We got into
2: yes we we got into quite a bit of issues with other roads and we took and actually applied for a disaster declaration. Don't think it's going to go federal, but look like we're going to get a little bit of state help on some of them spots. I think about probably about nine or ten spots it took on some pretty significant damage we uh, you know lost the pipe over on turkey pond loop and got it back in the ground got it covered back up and it's just uh, it's one of those processes as i tell everybody be patient with us uh, mother nature is going to dictate what we can do a whole lot it's hard to take it's hard to grade roads when it rains every other day or every third day just you know thursday wednesday thursday i think sounds like i'm hoping not but it sounds like we get a whole lot more rain it's what it's looking like, yeah. That's so it what it certainly what saying, is looking so. like. So.
1: All right. And uh, how long does, <clears throat> does it take to get uh, word on the disaster requests?
2: Uh, they're going to probably take probably going to be a couple weeks, and I'm going to say this is probably the state will take, even if it doesn't go federal and I don't think it's going to, the state normally will reimburse us 35%. Okay. It's a process they've got to look at, but I'm fairly confident we're going to be able to get a little bit of help from the state uh, on the the damaged spots we've got on the roads. Okay, good deal. All right, anything else? uh, Uh, Just, uh, I'll tell everybody, stay tuned. Sometime this month we'll be having our Intergovernmental Council meeting. Uh, It did get brought up last night, and I can't say this enough, it's very aggravating. We take and spend a lot of money and do two county-wide cleanups a year, and we've got a little bit of illegal dumping going on. As I tell folks, you know, we spend a lot of money trying to work for the public on that. We're not gonna to tolerate the illegal dumping if, if you if you're if you're caught you're not gonna like the result. Sure.
1: All right. Come me county judge, Jimmy Hart. thank you so much. You Come bet, on. thank you. You've been listening to KVOM's
0: Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.